Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Deborah. Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Hello, this is Sister Champagne. God bless you guys. Good morning and happy Saturday. Good morning. I love you guys. We love you too. Good morning. And you have an amazing Saturday as well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless you too. Thank you. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. Who's that? Who's that? Thank God for another day of his grace and mercy that he allowed us to wake up this morning with our minds set on him because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we thank him on this Saturday morning for allowing us to be amongst the privileges to wake up to get this thing called life right. And we thank him. We can't continue to thank him for the many blessings that he bestows onto us every single day. And with that, I just want to say good morning. Happy Saturday. It's going to be a great day. Anybody else want to say good morning? You are doing such a great job, and God honors you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good morning, good morning. Anybody else called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? I'm so grateful for today. What a week this week was kind of busy. There was a lot going on. We have to remember to stay focused no matter what we see, no matter what we hear. We have to continue to trust God and sit in his presence. That's me, that's for me as well. Um, and I like being right there because all the distractions of the world, I they're, they're, I don't I don't entertain them. Um we're taught to guard our gates, our ears, our eyes, and our mouths. 
And with that, I want to just say that God is amazing. He is absolutely amazing. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Today's going to be a beautiful day, everyone. I believe it's the weather's really nice. It's getting warmer. Good time to get up and get your body circulating, walking, meditation, self-care is really important to take care of yourself. In spite of taking care of everybody else, you got to take care of yourself. And make sure that you make sure that you make sure that you take care of yourself. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning this morning? Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Sorry I'm coming in a little late, but happy Saturday to you. Oh, Sister Stephanie, you're not late. You're right on time. Good morning and happy Saturday (laughs) to you as well. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Wake up, wake up. It's Saturday morning. <laughs> good morning, Sister Tracy and family. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Saturday. How you feeling? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Amen. How's the weather down there? You're welcome. Chilly. Just a little chilly, but it's going to be 73 today. Yeah, you oh, know. wow. Oh, I like that. 73 degrees. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else on the line that would take would like to say good morning at this time? Good morning. This is Yvette. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. I have a prayer request. Yes, ma'am. Um, my nephew just had a baby, 10 pounds, 7 ounces, but her blood sugar is low, so we want to just pray for her. Okay, baby was born 7 pounds and 7 ounces. What is the mom? 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 7 ounces. 10 pounds, 7 ounces. What's What's the baby's name? Gianna Bird. Blood sugar low. It's been low, so we just want to pray for it. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, this is Marcella. Good morning. 
good morning. This is Brother Dwayne. Uh, I have a prayer request as well. Um, I uh, dislocated my knee playing ball with my son and some others, and uh, there's just a lot of swelling on it. So just pray over it. For your knee? Yes, ma'am. The left or the right knee? Uh, right knee. It's had it. it there's been problems with it before, so it's kind of like a reoccurring thing. Okay. Okay, Brother Dwayne, I got you. Anybody else want to say good morning before we move on to the next segment of the call? Okay, well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory on this Saturday morning. Um, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your lines so that we can proceed. So everybody, please double check, triple check your phones at this time to make sure that your lines are muted. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue to join us daily in March where our new monthly theme entitled Direction. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding receiving and direction, direction from the Lord. There are no announcements today but we do have two prayer requests. We are asking everyone to lift up baby Gianna Bird, uh, who was born 10 pounds and seven ounces, and her blood, their blood sugar is low. And also to lift Brother Dwayne up in prayer um, for his right knee, that any swelling, any edema, or anything that's trying to take a hold of either one of their bodies, uh, that God will extract it and move it because we know that he can do all things through him. Um, the prayer and corporate praise, excuse me, the prayer request, uh, those are the prayer requests that have been submitted. The order of the call um, is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa. The declaration will be brought by Brother Delane. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa. The declaration will be brought by Brother Dwayne. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 and 5. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blemish, blameless, before him in his present his predestined for us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. May the Lord add a blessing and a reading, hearing and doing to his holy word. At this time we ask you to please, please, please place your phones on mute until other until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior, Lisa Porter. Thank you for allowing me to host and greet this morning. I love you. Have an amazing day. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Let's get our minds focused and stayed on him. If it's not already there, let's cast away every care. Let's put aside every thought, every anxiety, every worry, and let's focus on him. Hallelujah. Father, we say good morning to you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you for waking us up this morning because you didn't have to. We thank you for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it in spite of what's going on, in spite of whatever news we might have heard, in spite of what someone might have said to us last night or even maybe this morning. We are going to take the time to rejoice because this could be the last moment. Jesus, you could be coming to crack the sky right now. And when you come back, we want you to find us praising you. We want you to find us in faith. We want you to find us believing and waiting and hoping and expecting for your return. So, God, we thank you. We bless you and we lift you up. We desire more of you and less of us. We thank you that you created us in your image and your likeness, and you are making us to become who you already predestined us to be. Before the foundation of the world, you knew us, you knitted us in our mother's womb, you called us to be prayer warriors to the nation, you called us to be intercessors, you called us to intercede on behalf of those that can't intercede um, for themselves, you called us to be the ones that are called out, your church, the ecclesia, to be the ones that stand in the gap to repair the breach, and Father, some of us have fallen and short on that call. So forgive us for all of our sins. Continue to create in us a clean heart. And Father, we ask that you fill us even the more Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're in us to lead and guide us into all truth, to show us the way that we shall take. We thank you that if we lean not to our own understanding, but acknowledge you, you said you would direct our path. I thank you, Father, that you declared that the steps of a good man are ordered by you, and you know the way that we shall take. We thank you that after you tried us, we'll come forth as pure gold, because you know exactly what it's going to take to get our attention, so that our attention and our affection will be pointed back towards the direction of you. Father, we thank you that you're the lifter of our heads, the lover of our souls, the mender of broken hearts, that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can hope, ask, or think according to the power that's working on the inside of us. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for your wonder-working power. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you release joy and love and peace and um, goodness and kindness and faith and meekness and self-control on the inside of us. We don't have to ask for it. We carry it. And we're also grace carriers. Father, thank you for forgiving us. And help us to forgive those that have offended us. Help us to forgive those that trespassed against us. Help us to forgive those that despitefully misused us. Father, we pray for our enemies. We rarely do that unless we're triggered. Father, we lift up those people that have hurt us in the church. We lift up those people that have rejected and turned their backs on us. We lift up those people that have caused us pain because if they hadn't done it, it wouldn't have drawn us closer to you, Father. I thank you for the pain and the trial and the tribulations because they bring us towards who you are. They show us the essence of what you can do for us. God, if we'd never been hurt, we wouldn't have known that you're a mender. If we've never been sick, we would have known you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals. If we never needed to be sheltered, God, we wouldn't know you as Jehovah Nisi, our banner and our covering. So, Father, we thank you for who you are. And not only that, God, but what you do, God. I know we don't have to thank you for what you 
do because we're your children and you take care of those that belong to you. Somebody right now needs their mind to be regulated. Even on this call, somebody needs their heart to be fixed. So, Father, we thank you that you care about your children and you are a good, good father. Help us to lean into you. You declared that if we draw nigh unto you, that you would draw nigh unto us. And, Father, you've been drawing and wooing and pursuing us and chasing us down with a violent kind of love that we've never known before. God, I thank you for opening up our eyes of understanding that we can see you clearly. I thank you for unstopping our ears that we can hear you as you speak to us. You said that your sheep know your voice and that we would follow after you, Father. So I thank you that we would chase hard after you and that we would pursue you, God, that we would desire more of your word, the sincere meat of your word, for your word is life-changing. Your word is alive. It's powerful than any two-edged sword. And I thank you that it can cut going in and it can mend and heal while it's coming out. I thank you that your word was made flesh, Jesus, and to dwell among us. Thank you, Emmanuel, for dwelling among us. If it had not been for you on our side, where would we be? We just humble ourselves before your mighty hand. And I thank you, Father, that you're doing great things in our lives. You said, eyes haven't seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that you prepare for them that love you, but you are making those things known to us by your spirit. God, reveal those secret things that belong to you that we need to know, God, those deep things that you would open up the treasures to us, God, that we can see things that we need to so that we can speak things that be not as though they were. We thank you for seeing in the spirit. We thank you for hearing in the spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that the gifts be stirred up on the inside of us, that we would speak to ourselves and declare and decree that we are who you say that we are and that we can do every single thing that you created and called for us to do. God, we say thank you. You told us in everything to give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you. I know thank you and gratitude and our attitude is important to you, God, because of the 10 lepers and you, when that one returned to you, Jesus, and, and you asked, were there not 10 of you and where were the others? That one came back to say, thank you. Father, help us not to overlook the small things. Help us not to despise small beginnings. Help us to realize that we have to go through to get to. I thank you for the process, Father. We thank you for directing um, every single thing and orchestrating, Father, which you've already aligned and created before we got here. God, we exalt your name high above this earth. You said if you be lifted up that you would draw all men unto you. So, Father, we thank you for your drawing power. We thank you for our loved ones being drawn in. We thank you for that backslider coming back home. We thank you for the one that's out there and strung out and addicted. Father, that you would take the taste out of their mouths. We thank you, Father God, for the domestic violence, even God, that now it is stopping. It is ceasing. You are changing the hearts of men. You are drawing people back together. You are mending broken hearts because it is true that hurting people hurt people. So, Father, mend the hearts of men so that they can come out and stand up and be who you called them to be. Help us to be the light and the salt that we were created to be. Help us to be royal ambassadors and priests, God, as you have told us that we already are. We thank you. God, forgive us when we haven't opened our mouths when you told us to speak or when we opened our mouths and you told us to be silent. God, we thank you. 
We want a heart that's compassionate to love. We want eyes that can see the needs. We want to be used as vessels of yours to meet the need, God. And we know it's you doing it in and through us. And for that, God, we come into the power of agreement. God, you said one can chase a thousand to fight and two can chase a ten thousand to fight. So, Father, with numbers on this line and numbers in our homes and numbers as we join together, somebody else somewhere around the world is praying this very moment. So we come into agreement with your word and your agenda that your will be done. And Satan, the Lord God, rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority in our lives because we belong to God. In any place where we've opened up the door and given you access, we take it back now. We repent for that thing, and we close that door on your access, and we thank you, Father God. We throw ourselves at the mercy of the court, and God, we say have mercy on us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your grace, God. Hallelujah. God, we're in a world now where you allowed a pandemic to touch globally, God. So that should have connected us in our humanity in some way. That enemy still allowing us to be separated and divided. So we come against schism and division, especially in the church and the household of faith. For those that call themselves believers and those that call ourselves Christians and those that declare that you are our Father, Father, bind us together in love. You said by the way that we love one another, that men would know that we're your disciples. Help us to look different, Father, for we are in this world, but not of this world. Help us to recognize that our problems and our sorrows and our griefs should not affect us the way it does the rest of the world. Not that we're human, but because we have hope, God. We have hope for a future and an expected end that you already promised us. And this earth is not our home. This earth is not our home, God. So we bless you for a promised future. We thank you for a prepared place, for a prepared people as you are preparing us, God. And even though we have to have no spot or no blemish or no wrinkle, I thank you that it's already done because of the blood of Jesus. It's not by our might. It's not by our power, God, but it is by your spirit that we even have the right to call you Abba, Father, Daddy. So, God, we lift up baby Gianni before you, God, and we thank you that you are a healer, and we thank you that even this is causing them to pray more, but we believe that she is healed. So, blood pressure, um, excuse me, blood glucose, we command you to line up and regulate the way you need to be, not too low and not too high. You know exactly where that baby needs to be. So, Father, I thank you for it already being done in the name of Jesus and that they would wait patiently as they go through this process as you get that baby regulated and ready to come home. And we even speak to Gianni's life that she would be a pillar for her generation, Father, that she would be the one that would be able to speak out and declare and decree that she will be saved and live a life that's worth worthy of the call that you have on her life. And God, I bless her and her parents in the name of Jesus, that they would raise her up in the fear and admonition of you as we should do for all of our children to every single baby being born right now. God, you said in your word somewhere that we should mourn and weep when people are born and rejoice when they die. And I know that's only when they die in you because you declared that precious in your sight is the death of your saints. So Father, we thank you for every single born again person, every 
every single child of yours that's even making their transition right now. Heaven is rejoicing and welcoming and receiving them in. Father, somebody's getting saved right now. We thank you for that soul that's being saved. Somebody on this call, their heart is rejoicing and they're being encouraged right now. They woke up feeling one kind of way, but by your spirit, God, you're moving even on our hearts now. So I thank you for joy being released, God, so that we can continue to go in the right direction that you've called us into. Father, we lift up Dwayne this morning, he and his wife, Father, as you bless them and their family, Father, as you bring forth the word in the name of Jesus, no hindrance, no hindrance, no hindrance shall affect him. We thank you and we speak to that need. You sent forth your word and you said that they were healed. So we sent forth healing, Jehovah Rapha, in the name of Jesus to that right knee. And we command you to line up, swelling, go down, pain. You got to cease in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that even though he's had problems in the past, it's going to function better than it used to. Father, we even thank you for the reason why it was dislocated. God, because of relationship, because of family, because of people joining together, God, because of people having the right kind of relationship. We speak for relationships right now in the name of Jesus, that every single um, person that's married and those that desire to be married, that you would join them together, God, that they would come together and recognize that marriage is a ministry and that it's not to fill a need or a void. You are the one that meets our needs. You are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God that provides. And so for that, we thank you that you would heal and mend every single relationship, that you would meet the need. In the name of Jesus, God, for everybody that came on the call, so many people have prayer requests and they didn't open their mouths. And we know that you know our thoughts are far off. You already know what we stand in need of before we ask. You know the conditions of our hearts, whatever it is, God. If it's issues in our mind, Father, we speak to that depression and we command you to cease that we would set our affection and our gaze on God. Hallelujah. We bless you. And because you're a good, good father, because you love us so much, because you told us to pray, you said if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray that you would hear from heaven, forgive our sins and heal our land. So God, we take our phones off mute and we come together and we collectively pray, not just for us, but for the nation, not just for the nation, God, but for the world, not just for the world, but every born again believer in this world, and not just the believers, God, for the unbelievers that shall be saved. And not and we lift up the whole cabinet. We lift up our whole government that there would be no division, Father God, that they would come together and be a government for the people, not just themselves or their agenda or their belief, Father, and help us, God, to recognize that the church sets the example. Father, we bless you and we glorify you. We love you, God. We appreciate you. We thank you, Father God, that you've already worked it out because you see the end from the beginning. You are out and Omega, God, and without you, there is no 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 God, and without you
And so it goes, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding in all, not most, not half, not some. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. I'm going to read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Now, I know we've heard, heard this thing who knows how many times, depending on how much you've, you've been walking with the Lord, like enough times. But do we really believe w- what this says? To the point, like, like, do we believe it to the point that we live this, that we trust this as the actual guide and direction, um, a, a blueprint, a direction to our lives of how to live our lives? I believe we, we've got at least somewhat of understanding. We have an understanding about it, but do we understand how to follow it? I, I believe this one passage has four distinct um, parts to it, parts of instruction to it. Um, I break those down as one, trust, trust in the Lord. So that's going to be number one. Um, The second part to it, don't uh, simply rely on your own thinking. Three, acknowledge God in and make him the center of all parts of your life. And for the result becomes God will direct you in the right direction. Um, Now this, I believe, will be shorter than what's normal for me, but we'll see. Um, But I want to go right into it. So the first one, the first part of, of this is trust. I want to go to Psalm 37, 5 through 6. Uh, that's Psalm 37, 5 and 6, again in the English standard. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. Commit your way to the Lord and, and trust. Big word, trust. Uh, when I was growing up, I truly and honestly, I trusted my mom, right? As I grew up, she, single mother, was my provider, was my protector, um, my day one, <laughs> literally, <laughs> in every aspect of the word. Um, I was smart enough as a kid to know, you know, my mom sacrificed all that she had to, in order, for for me, in order to, for, for my benefit. Um you know, she she taught me what it meant to actually pray, right? I trusted her teaching on, you know, you don't have to be bowing at, at, at the altar at all times. You don't have to be in a certain position, certain time of day. You don't have to speak with a certain type of, of language. Um, of course, there had to be a reverence. You know, I knew she prayed on the daily. I knew she read her word regularly. Um, but she said, it's a conversation. I trusted her when she said, you just have to talk to to God. You just have to talk to the Almighty like he was there in front of you, like you're having a conversation with a person because he's there. He is real. 
right? I trusted her that when I would do that, even on the bus going to school or going through my day, or I didn't, I trusted her enough that I didn't feel crazy talking to air, right? That I'm, I'm actually having a conversation. And we're talking even from, from elementary school, right? She, she instilled this. So I trusted her that I, she was nuts and I wasn't insane to be carrying this conversation with someone I couldn't visually see. I never really, you know, had an encounter yet. Um, I just had, I had trust that she knew what she was talking about. And I still, to this day, especially after the fulfilling of that, knowing my daddy hears me, my daddy has partaken in conversation with me. As I lift things up to him, it's not just bouncing off a ceiling. There is connection there. Um, I also trusted my mom. So one day, uh, you know, so, so even from really young, I was walking to school um, at a pretty good distance uh, away from home, um, from elementary. Uh, then I was bussed out of my neighborhood into magnet programs. Uh, junior high was like computers. Senior high was for art and design and things like that. So um, not that I was in the worst neighborhood, but I wasn't necessarily in the safest neighborhood either. Um, and so I would walk and, and one day while I was still in elementary school, my mom said, you should probably switch up your route as you walk, you know, on different days. Don't just walk the same way. And, and she just said it was for safety, right? Just precautionary, just, you know, just do it. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll find different routes. It's kind of fun. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll trust you. I'll I didn't necessarily know the depth of it or what have you, but okay, I should go different routes just to kind of mix it up or what have you. Um, I didn't know until many, many years later, you know, my particular neighborhood, uh, sometimes children went missing, right? Sometimes things happened. Uh, sometimes there are stranger, you know, strangers that don't necessarily have your best benefit. I didn't necessarily know this. I didn't know the true purpose behind what my mother was saying or the guidance she was giving, the direction she was giving and how to keep myself safe. You know, I didn't know until many times later, abduction things that happened in my neighborhood. And then when bodies were found, <laughs> they weren't always necessarily in one piece. I didn't know these things. Like I, I walked oblivious really in my neighborhood. I mean, even as I got older, walking from a party home, three, two o'clock, you know, two o'clock in the morning, what have you. I didn't necessarily, because I, I just had like the friends I connected with, school that I went to, I didn't necessarily stay in too, too much. Um, but there again, there was trust in my mother that was keeping my, me safe. And even though she didn't necessarily divulge <laughs> all the purposes behind it, um, my butt was safe because of her guidance and following her direction because I trusted in her. Uh, I trusted in what she had to say. Um, in essence, that translated to trusting in the Lord. And even if I didn't necessarily always know why he's telling me what he's telling me, why he's guiding me the way he's guiding me, there's enough background, right? There's enough history. There's enough proof in the pudding to be like, okay, you know, there's enough proof to pick up my family in my 40s start all over again 
move to a different state that we don't know anybody to help build a church that we've only been connected with initially when we knew the calling a few months and then you know we were just there a year before coming here that's nuts that's loco but god had enough of a back and just trust me um enough trust to be like hey you need to tithe and give up 10 percent when you don't really see that you have enough right <laughs> trust in dropping seed and and um uh, offering money into projects or things that you don't know how it's going to go about it you still need to feed your family but you're going to trust and then he blesses you more than you could have imagined that would happen like the funds you didn't even have come up in ways that you didn't expect that's been proven time and time again but he has to prove it time and time again because it makes me worry <laughs> and i'm just going to be real it it bothers me at times it makes me cautious um i'm a frugal individual i don't necessarily splurge but to trust in him i have to because he's proven it enough times and i i'm at the end of the day more afraid not to trust him than to just go forward in it um first john 4:18 reads there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love um the only reason you wouldn't trust is because fear comes in the back of it because of experiences because of who did you wrong because of um just stuff that has happened right you only fear as a child you know trust my mom or trust whomever like you openly do because at first because it just makes sense and maybe nothing necessarily has gone wrong or gone bad but if there are some things that tweak the progress or tweak that pathway and then you have a fear of oh something going wrong then that, that you have to overcome that because once that's in it kind of messes up the pathway so um you know no human relationship is perfect right uh there are times for good reason <laughs> that i feared i feared my mom right like if i do wrong like there is a punishment that's going to happen um if, if i'm not listening you know she's going to get upset she's going to yell like i might get my butt swat like there comes a point in time when like okay there's enough fear to be like hmm i I question when something happens or I delay or I'm like, okay, I got to kind of think this. I'm, I'm not, I'm just going to pause for a minute and think this out for a second. So um, I remember again, being young, there was a time period and as a boy, just busy, um, just playing, doing whatever. And, and there are times I'm not necessarily as hungry as, as in other times. Now, eventually of course grew out of that eat like crazy <laughs> in my teens or whatever college time, like put it down, no problem. But really young, um, there are times just, and I can see it in my son, you just not, you know, you, you, you nibble your grades, you run around, you do whatever. And I had this time period where didn't want to finish dinner. Um, again, deal, you know, single mom. So I'm I'm home a lot, basically on my own. She'd cook for the main thing, have leftovers or what have you. But they came to this time period where I just wasn't that hungry. And it's like, I have this food left over. And my thought process is, well, I know mom's angry if I don't eat or whatever. So I'm just going to get rid of the stuff that I don't need. 
just my logic at the time. Like, let me throw it away, out of sight, out of mind. I'm good. I'm not going to get in trouble with it for whatever. But there are times, of course, when mom would catch it, find it, see that I threw stuff away, and be heated. I'm like, why are you throwing food away? Don't do that. This is important. Blah, blah, blah. You know, pay for it, what have you. Um, children are hungry in Africa, like the whole night. <laughs> the whole stretch of stuff, right? Stop wasting food. Somehow in my mind, as a child, it still it only computed as I get in trouble if I get caught. So I just have to get better at not getting caught. I simply had a fear of her being upset. I didn't have a full understanding of the deep down, like, why yet? I just knew if I get in trouble, it's a bad thing. I'll be punishment. I'll probably get whooped. Let me just get better at hiding it. Of course, time goes, it makes her more upset, and, and my punishments get worse with it. Eventually, eventually, maybe it's me at more cognitive understanding, or maybe she just got better at explaining it. But she stopped one evening coming home from work. I know she's probably tired, what have you, but she paused and just broke it down for me, right? You don't have to throw these things, food away. You don't have to waste. There is tomorrow. You can eat it another day. Look, here's aluminum foil you could put over that plate, put it in the fridge, and you're good. Opened up a cabinet. Here are containers you can actually put food away in and save for another day. That right there was, I was in awe. I didn't even know what was in that cabinet. I didn't know that cabinet existed. I didn't know there was stuff to actually put away safe for another day. I didn't necessarily have that direction yet to have that understanding. Once I thought, we were good. After that, we were good. I got no reason to waste. But I didn't have a full understanding. And like I, Maybe I just wasn't listening enough. I don't know. But that particular day, that particular evening, I understood the reason of the direction I overcame just the child fear of, oh, I'm getting in trouble. Like, oh, there's a reasoning and, oh, there's a way to solve this problem other than what my mind was coming up with. That leads me into um, our second part where it says, number two, don't simply rely on your own thinking. First Corinthians 13.11 in the, new, in the NIV reads, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Now, I was a very smart kid. I'm not even going to front. Like, and I'm not bragging. I, I, just, I was a smart kid overall. I had my moments like that, <laughs> obviously, but, um, you know, I was a kid that had conversations with adults from elementary school, was playing chess with adults. Like, I wasn't, like, I, I was, but I was still a kid, right? So I didn't always make the best choices. I didn't always have, um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have experience enough yet to know things and, and didn't always know how to put context when people are older and smarter and wiser put it in context of how to handle stuff, right? Um, and so case in point for me, when I was still, yeah, probably, I don't even think I had junior high yet. 
Um, I might have been at this point nine, ten. Yeah, that was probably about nine or ten. Um, and so I had a younger, a, a, a younger boy that I hung out with in the apartment. Um, I had a young lady next door that was really close, and we went to the church and things like that. And so um, we'd play around in the apartments, what have you, and hadn't had the talk or anything like that. Hadn't had much guidance. Again, still just, you know, single mom raising me and so forth. And so things with sexuality, um, uh, even the understanding, like no clue at this point. Like, like no, there's no, no clue. Um, puberty was maybe just coming into the picture. And... I don't think my mom necessarily knew what to even, to even come around and have this conversation. So it just didn't happen. Well, with playing uh, one day in the apartments, went, um, was playing hide and seek and came across this magazine, right? And it was porn. No clue. I was like, oh, there's a magazine on for. I wonder who left that there, just seeing what it was, maybe return to somebody, whatever. I don't know. And obviously, images. I've never seen before um, displaying stuff. I had no clue. So half of me is just like, Ugh, what, what? Like confusion, maybe some fear and, and, and just like, it just odd stuff. And this, this thing was not, it was not just nudes. It, it was, it was some hardcore stuff that was, it was just, it was messed up. Like this was like stuff being out that was not just normal in any shape, way or form. And um, being a child, instant, like, okay, I'm just gonna get in trouble, first of all. Now, of course, being a young man, okay, the other young man came around, we saw it, we looked at it, what have you. And then it was kind of like a something inside, okay, that's just gotta go away, like, put it down, like not touch it again. It was gone, you know, by the next day, somebody had already gotten like, okay, we're good there. But that planted a seed um, that would really interfere or haunt me well, well into my marriage. Um, you know, stuff way beyond that I wasn't ready for, that I had no way of deciphering, um, had instinctively, Lord's still with me. So of course there's like a conscience, understanding of something's wrong with like really wrong with this thing and it would be years later to even come back around but that seed was planted now i didn't have an understanding enough to go to someone and talk about that i just kept that internal and things would eventually roll with but i didn't i i thought like a child like i'm going to get in trouble if i bring this up I can't bring this up. I can't share this with anybody. I can't try to clear this out of my head with help from somebody. Like, I, I, like nobody can know this thing, right? That's, that's a child thought process. That's fear-induced child thought process. Definitely not going to go to mom's. And I didn't have a man close enough, and, and there's a detriment in and of itself, you know, how when it when the word says when i became a man i put the ways of childhood behind me well how do you do that just doesn't happen with age right you don't I, I don't care what number the government wants to put on and when you're quote unquote an adult 18 don't make you grown 21 doesn't make you grown 
my child's at 18, she's going to be 19 this year, our oldest. She's still learning, right? And 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 she openly admits it. Like, you age, how, how do you know, how do you even know when you're growing your man? How, how do you even get to that point? There has to be guidance along the way to get you to the point where you're at manhood or womanhood, right? And how do you know? I think I personally feel the best way to know is when your father, heavenly father or physical father, tell, like now you are an adult. You have responsibilities that you've taken on. You really aren't an adult until you get to that point when you can handle responsibilities when you're doing your own. But along the way, because we got, let's be honest, we got 30-something, 60-something-year-old children out there. We just do. You can't put away the ways of childhood until you've been directed and taught and brought into an adulthood. But you have to have that guidance. Thank God, eventually, I had youth pastors. I had some mentors. I think, you know, things to come into play. But that took a while. It took someone telling my mom, hey, you're you're raising a man child here. He needs men in his life. He needs some sports. He needs something. He needs mentorship. Like, you can't, you're a strong woman, but you can't give this boy enough to become a man. You just are not equipped. <laughs> You're a woman, right? And so I thank God that my mom heeded that advice. I thank God that my mom helped me see, okay, get some men that you can trust or what have you. Of course, for this particular thing, it took it took many years to get to that point, but I thank God that he eventually brought that guidance. Like the Lord was still there to be like, even though the enemy brought this early, even though the enemy would use this to cause devastation, in relationships and and have you think wrongly he still was present to bring things around and i thank god almighty for that um proverbs uh so and that and and going that so i want to go to number three real quick acknowledge god in in the midst of inside of acknowledge god in and make him the center of all parts of your life. So this is the next direction in in the uh, overall scripture in the direction here. Direction here. Um, Proverbs sixteen verse nine. Again, the English Standard Version. Proverbs sixteen nine reads: The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So even from that incident, like throughout my life, what have you, we have the thoughts of how things go, what we think it should play out to, even in the midst of jacked up stuff and confusion, like how do we work our way out of this? You know, we have these ideas and thoughts, even if we think we have to do it on our own. But the Lord establishes the steps and he will still be the overall guide on how this how this goes, how life goes, if we trust in him, if we put that in him, I, I knew enough to be like, okay, overall my life, like, God, you got to lead the way because I'm not that smart <laughs> to do it all on my own. Um, and so even if I had plans, even if I had certain things, okay, I'm just going to do it the way I think it should be done, thank God he would have the final word. Uh, so when it came time to go to college, um, you know, I've been at this point uh, going through senior high. I went to a um, design and architecture senior high. You know, amazing school, 
right? In Florida now, like, I don't know, number two, number three for the state. Um, uh, in the country, one of the top 20 schools, what have you, it's art and design, fashion, architecture, graphics, you know, animation, like you name it. Um, school is very reputable. It's got one of the best fashion shows um, probably in, in the state of Florida to this day. Um, you know, I still I studied some graphic arts, some interior uh, design. Uh, eventually went to school, was going to go to school for illustration, right? And um, my mom didn't know much about art, <laughs> to, to be real. I mean, when, when I was going for the portfolio to get into the school coming out of junior high, um, at that point, she was still thinking drawings I did, I probably just traced it, right? Like, uh, she didn't really know the depth of it until she saw this giant size image of a temp like Japanese temple I had drawn and she was like oh you know the big poster like huge thing right big poster size and she's like oh it's pretty like where'd you trace that from and I was like okay mom look at that upper left hand corner that little square not maybe not not even an inch by an inch maybe three quarters of an inch by three quarters of an inch I drew this big thing looking at that little picture and then it dawned on her that okay then then maybe this maybe this talent thing something's, something's real with it right so come time to you know gone through the four years established myself have all these credits going to be a sophomore going right into school all this great stuff um it was time to choose schools but i you know utilized guidance counselors a bit of what have you but i didn't have enough outside of my school for like my really inner circle to know and give guidance on what I should do, where I should go, what what's my future gonna be about. I'd been writing this course, I'm just, I'm good at art, right? That's probably just the way I should go. Let me just find the schools that are good for that, whatever, ended up going to Syracuse University in New York. Um, part of that was just, I have family in Brooklyn, I would visit there a lot. New York had, had there was a love of New York in my heart, Watch, grew up watching the Cosby show, you go away to school, it's what you do, right? That's just my understanding, like all the kids, you, you're a kid, you, you get to college age, you just need to go somewhere else other than where you live. And so I'm like, all right, New York is pretty far from Florida and I, and I love the area, let me just go there. But I never took time to ask the Lord, what is it you want me to do? My pathway, my plan was just, I know I have skills you've blessed me with. This is something I should do. Never really having a understanding, what am I going to do with it? What, is there anything else you want me to like? None of those conversations happened between me and the Almighty. And so I just made choices, and I went. Um, wasn't, you know, so I went away to school at 17, and was good but like at 17 still as smart or mature quote unquote as i can be um then you're out on your own and so long story short ended up on on probation uh academic probation because i was either goofing with friends or messing with girls more than what i should be doing and i remember um somebody even saying man if i had the skills that you had the art you know be able to art like that's all i'd be doing I think at that point, it just became so much of a job. I, I just lost a love and a heart for it, and I just had too much stuff coming at me at one time. But God is good. And as the, the, this thing says, but the Lord establishes his steps. So 
had this tremendous blow, had this shame, on academic probation, uh, went home for the summer to, to have to think about, okay, what do you want to do with this, right? Syracuse is like, you need to think about what you're going to do. Uh, you're at risk of your scholarship and like all this kind of stuff. Um, and that summer, I uh, so I'm there. My best friend, one of my best friends at the time, we grew up together. He had gone to the Marines as I was um, going to college, as I had been going to college. And we had had some, you know, I call it quote unquote, because this is one of my brothers, right? Like we're not from this, you know, um, brothers from a different mother, basically. So closest friends, one of the three I would call my brother. And um, so we had some rivalry and we had some issues, but over the time that we'd gone, you know, we had been away, we'd been writing each other and mending that. So I was really excited for my boy to be coming home. And on the way home, he had been drunk driving and he died. Um, excessive blow, excessive blow. I, I didn't cry for two years. I just, I couldn't even. Um, in the midst of that, so I, I lose him. Um, I'm on probation. I have to make decisions. And then while I'm there in Florida, again, issues come around with, with girls coming into the picture and whatever and all this kind of stuff. And um, and so decisions have to be made on what am I going to do next. And probably from the most unlikely source, the Lord spoke. And so, you know, it wasn't coming from my mom and it wasn't coming from my youth pastor and it wasn't coming from the pastors that was part of the steel band that I was in. I mean, they, they would say things here and there, but like I'm here trying to, you know, handle this. And so I actually took a week. I fasted. There was um, a men's conference that was going on at the time. And I'm just, God, you need to show me something. I had met my eventual wife, you know, Sarah, at this time on tour with the steel band, but we were writing each other, right? So um, I just had, there was just a lot of stuff going on and I wasn't necessarily making all the best decisions. And I was like, God, you got to help show me something. And so something on the plate was the pastors that were involved in the steel band, they were Nazarene, even though I was not. And they knew of a, a school um, that would actually be the school that Sarah would go to as well. Um, uh, that I could probably, they could pull some stuff to help me get there. And so I had that on the plate, but uh, there was also a Christian school college, you know, that I was thinking about there in, in, in Miami. Um, and just at this point, finally coming to, okay, Lord, I, I do want to be more of what you want. Like, I do feel you're calling me to do something. Let me, so, um, but then I was like, just because Sarah's going there, I wasn't necessarily going to run to it. Like I want the right decision. And there was a guy my mom was dating at the time that, well, all in all, was not the greatest guy later on finding out. But even though I didn't necessarily respect him a whole lot um, or like him necessarily all that much, um, he did say something. And it was coming. It was the Lord speaking through this unlikely source. I have no question about it. Um, he just came to me one day and just said, you know, I, I know you know you don't have to, you take this for what it's worth or what have you, but I would say, with the the distractions and the things that are happening here in Miami, what have you, 
I think if you got the chance to go to that school, and they, we're talking Ohio, right? <laughs> like no reason to go to Ohio other than Sarah, there would be no reason to go to Ohio. Um, but he said, if you've got that opportunity to be able to go and get away from the stuff happening here, you should take that chance. Now that rung in my ears for, for like months going into my decision, and I finally made that decision. And um, even though this is not an individual <laughs> that I would trust to go, like, you know, I'm not taking man advice from. Um, the Lord spoke in the most of unlikely ways, and he still guided my steps to where I needed to go. And even in the ups and downs and not necessarily, you know, there was still growing to have to be done in the midst of going to the Christian college and, and whatnot. But he guided, the Lord guided my steps in the midst of that. He still sought after showing me the best route for me and what his plans were for me. Um, Psalm 37, 23 and 24, it reads, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. When he, the man, delights in his, God's way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord holds his hand. Um, so I made some misturns in relationships and life decisions, even after going to the Christian college and what have you. I still had the issues of relationships and women and uh, young girls and what have you. Um, and so um, somehow still kept my virginity, but still was playing the field and what have you. Hurt, uh, hurt some hearts, especially, and, and, and even my who would be wife several times, right? Hurt her heart. Um, and even when coming around and doing things, I, I would say in all honesty, we probably even when we got married, we probably married a little early and it would have been out of fear. Now, this would have been Sarah's fear of losing me to whomever else because I still had not grown up enough to stop playing around or what have you. So or or at this point, I, I, I would have stopped, but she still had fear of like, I don't know if things really change kind of thing. Right. And so it was, you know, really out of fear and uh, her fear of, yeah, he's good enough, but would he eventually, would I lose him? My fear of, I don't want to hurt anymore and things of that nature. Like we probably rushed the plan a little bit too fast. Like I hadn't, gra you know, we hadn't graduated school yet. Um, now looking back, it would have been like, yeah, probably should have <laughs> graduated first, established a job. Like the, the comment that, the good things that you should do before you go and, and, and get hitched. But in the midst of being young and not necessarily and like having our own plans, we went in, rushed in. I was what, 20, almost 24. So I was 23, not quite 24. And she was like 22. Um, and then, you know, you get married and then you think, okay, we have a five year plan, right? Before like, let's build up with work maybe get a home, go back to school, all this stuff. So we have a five-year plan thinking before we end up having children. And God had more like a five-week plan before we got pregnant with Michaela. Um, you know, decision leads to decision, whatever. 
grateful for my child. I know she had to be born when she had to be born. God still is the writer of all things, so he still will get us where we need to go despite our decisions and the things that come around with it. Um, but if you delight, like I said, if we delight in the ways of the Lord and we truly want to trust him with directing us, he will still, if we fall or things come up, we won't get headlong and bust our head open. He's got us. He's got us through and works around what we think is our plan, <laughs> what we think is the way we should go. And he's got us. We've had, we had crazy career paths, 20 years therapeutic, you know, ended up working therapeutically with homicidal, suicidal teenagers, special needs kids and adults, and like in living with up to 10 <laughs> homicidal, suicidal teenagers at a time for like an eight, like a five and a half year span. Um, God would still bless us in the midst of that, help us establish eventually, you know, going to California, you know, Lots of times visited the ER. <laughs> I had several times being bit, <laughs> hit, punched, people trying to kill my wife, up to eight months pregnant, almost got stabbed. Crazy pathway. But even amidst that, we never, we trusted, like, God, it's got to be you because there ain't no other way around this craziness. And he still blessed it. Eventually had our own um, home care facility, doing well, making more money than we had known in the past in California. And then he leads us here <laughs> to Arizona and start over with something completely different. But it's all good. Why? Because God is directing our path and he's got us and he will not let us fall. So number four, the result of following the three steps, you know, trusting, trust the Lord. Don't simply rely on your own thinking. And then... um acknowledging God in and making the center of all parts of your life, then number four, the result is God will direct you in the right direction. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Hmm. With my eye upon you. I've, I'm watching over you. I'm guiding you. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I want to read um, actually from the amplified version. So it's a little, a little longer, but there's good stuff in here. I want to read it. So Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Uh, pulling this up real quick. And it reads, For I know the plans... And actually, this is going to go 11 to 14. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear your voice, and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you 
says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes, and I will free you and gather you from all the nations from all the pla- and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. I'm sorry, that's just good. That's just rich and full and good because he's proven that time and time again. My addictions and issues and uh, coping mechanisms and wounds definitely infiltrated different decisions and my marriage and almost broke us and almost had me lose my wife. And then there was excessive healing necessary. But God was good in that. I was so, so good in that. When it speaks on the freedom that comes in, when it speaks on the fortunes returning to you, the enemy has attacked us, my wife and I are children, in so many ways and stolen so many things and detoured us in so many different directions and all this mess. And God is so faithful. And God steers and leads. And the the looking down the tunnel, you know, keeping tunnel vision, looking down the tunnel, there is so much better yet to come. And we are, I mean, our first year here was rough. Our first year to two years was rough. We're going into, you know, we're in year three and we're breathing, <laughs> right? We're, we are in this new land. We are in Arizona. We are breathing. I, steady job for over, you know, steady career path. And my job has been good over a year. Um, when in the first year and a half, I had like multiple ones because companies kept shutting down and all of this crazy mess. And just all the things that the enemy would use to fear and all y'all made a wrong decision. Shouldn't have been there. Y'all crazy. You building what? No. God is good. God is good. Allow him to have the path. And seek him with all your heart. Put him in, acknowledge him in all things. Let him have the reins. Give him the stinking steering wheel. Because he's not going to send you in the wrong direction. Period. He brings us directly to the right path. Steers us in the right direction. Um, And that is all I have for today. I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening to me. Go on. Um, And at this point in time, anyone who did not get to say hello uh, earlier on, wants to say hi to the family, go right ahead. The floor is yours. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. I just want to say that was a wonderful declaration. And I heard... um, God works all things together for the good for those who love him. So wonderful, Mm. wonderful share and transparency. And a steel band, that is so cool from someone from the West Coast (laughs) who only sees your steel bands when I'm on a rare vacation. So God bless you and Sarah going on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, family. What up, Brother E? Good morning, um, Dwayne. Hi, this is Moxie Morning. Mona, <laughs> Moxie Mo- Mona. <laughs> it's Moxie Mona. Hey, how you doing? Good day for us. Um, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Persistent Priscilla. Wonderful decoration. Enjoyed you. Good morning. Declare a picture for him. Good morning. Good 
God bless. God bless. Good morning, family. It's Miss B. Awesome declaration. Good morning, it's Monica. Great declaration. Good morning, Monica. Thank you. Good morning. This is Sister Melinda. Wonderful declaration this morning. Good morning. God bless. God bless you. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. God bless you. Excellent declaration. This is Rochelle. Good morning, family. Dwayne, I just want to say, like Pam, all I heard was trust them when I can't track them. Trust mm. him when I when I can trust his track record and his yes. experience. So that was awesome. And thank you for, you know, just the end result, uh, knowing mm. who he is and, and following now now to know, um, yes, to trust him and move forward in him. So God bless you. Great declaration. Oh, thank you so much. That was said perfectly. And please let Sarah know I am holding her up. Oh, yes, and thank you so much. Now, if anyone, if you still have the lows, but also if anybody has um, any questions or, um, and, and actually let me just re reiterate. So we utilized um, Proverbs, three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. From there, broke out the blueprint of number one, we need to trust. Trust the Lord. Number two, don't simply rely on your own thinking. Three, acknowledge God in and make him the center of all parts of your life. And number four, the result is God will direct you in the right direction. Um, if anybody has anything they in more or say more in depth of what they got from there, any questions or anything, the floor is yours. Go ahead and shoot. Yeah, good morning. This is uh, Brother E again. Um, yes, sir. First, first of all, uh, I think God directed you to the most favorite city and the best borough in the <laughs> world, in Brooklyn, New York. You know, as, as, Come on, as no. a resident, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So, so you know, yes, I think indeed. that's just all part of God's plan, sending you to be an orangeman. But um, uh, I, what 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 really stood out for me was uh, we were talking about the the, the fear, perfect love mm-hmm. cast out all fear. You know, when I when I look at that verse, it, it lets us know that the opposite of love is not hate; it is fear, and yes. that um, when we trust God and when we're trying to find our direction, you know, it's it's wonderful about the grace of God because, you know, God doesn't slam us when we uh, when 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 we're when we're um, in our growth process. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and learning how to trust God and going to go to any direction is always a process. We, when, you know, when we look at Abraham, you know, Abraham um, dealt with fear when he talked about, you know, you know, yes, putting indeed. his wife 
court of foul and saying, look, go foul and just say you're my sister and all the things that he did, you know what I'm saying, to get to the point where he, he was able to trust God completely. And we see this, we, we, we see this in, in the characters of the Bible. Uh, it shows that just like natural people, it, it, it is a, a, a process, you know. And so a uh, wonderful testimony, wonderful declaration about, you know, I love how you just you just fashioned your life and you just gave your life experiences to to um kind of flesh out the scriptures that you provided. And like yes, Michelle sir. said, uh, you know, the end result, you yeah. know, uh, uh, where you come from. And we're still on a direction. We're still conquering our fears. We're still even, you know, even in the maturation phase of our Christian walk. You know, there are days when I still need to let go of that fear. There's, there are days when I still need to to say, okay, God, today yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm giving just a little bit more of myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, today I'm, 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 I'm letting go of this hesitation uh, uh, a little bit more, and I'm learning to trust you fully, you know. But it's a process, you know, and like Declare Vince, we say, just keep coming. Just keep coming. <laughs> All right. You know, we serve a wonderful father. He knows, who knows mm. us, who knows that we're human and we have flaws, who knows that even in our best days, we're going to fall short. This is love and grace that just, you know, that, that allows him to stand before us and, and to continue to guide us. So wonderful declaration, man. And, and, and I, like all of us, look forward to, to the final process, you know, on that great Amen. getting up day morning. You know what I'm saying? When we reach our final destination. So God bless you. God bless your wife, man. You know, love you. Wonderful decoration. Thank you so much. Love you, brother. Brother Dwayne, real quick. Um, Psalms 32. Which verse was it? Oh. uh, Five and six. Oh, wait. You said... uh, What did I say here? 37. Now you said the very first one or which one? You? Um, the last one. 30, oh, yeah, 32, 8. 32, 32, 32 8. 32 8. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that one That one sent me in a little chill. So, yes, I got to mm. study that one. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, and just let, letting the family know. Um, uh, so thank you all for keeping Sarah in prayer. Um, she's on different set of medication that doesn't have the side effect. Um, she is uh, eating well, doing well, um, regaining energy and strength. So uh, for those who didn't know, like she had a, on a diabetic medication she was utilizing, um, had a side effect to her trying keto diet, uh, pretty much almost put her in a coma or killed her. So <laughs> um, she is much better now. She's uh, doing well and still on a healthy eating, and clean eating, um, kind of close to keto, but doesn't have the side effect with that med is, um, losing and weight and being healthy in a, in a good fashion, a good way. And just thank you for uplifting. So God is good. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Yes. yes. Anybody else? Hey, good morning. This is Lisa. Um, good morning, family. 
I, I should have known that something was going on if she wasn't right there tag team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't stop to think, but thank God for how we discover each other and don't even know it by praying for the saints um, and just believing Amen. God. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that. I know some people might have, but I didn't know that. Um, I'm like Brother E. That that um, scripture about perfect love casting out all fear. And I don't think we really pay enough attention to, like, the rest of that scripture because it talks about fear adding torment or punishment. And mm-hmm. I think if we recognize that fear, yeah, we talk about doing it afraid and fear is going to come and you can't stop it. However, if we have fear, the scripture says it, don't get mad at me, that we're not made perfect in love. So that's why we have to try to perfect love. But how do we do it except by God himself, who is love, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the closer we get to him, the more that the fear has to dissipate or go away to the extent it might come. But then we recognize who we are and who we with and who's with us and who's for us. I was going to say who we riding with, but who's for (laughs) us and more than the whole world against us, right? And so it really takes um, a different perspective, a mindset, a shifting of our minds that, you know, when we allow fear to come in and we don't deal with it, demolish it, cast it out, combat it with love and remind ourselves that we are made perfect in God's love, right? And that he loves us perfectly. That's one way we can deal with it. Um, Then Mm -hmm. when fear comes in, there's torment or, you know, anything else that's associated with it. So love draws and fear repels and pushes away. And so we isolate. And then here comes depression and here comes anxiety and here comes worry. And all that leads to and adds with torment. So it's like it just doesn't come by itself, right? It doesn't just come by itself. And so we open ourselves up. And if you will, we give legal access to some of the stuff we're suffering because we don't deal with, abolish, pull down the stronghold of the things we've allowed to erect itself in our minds and overtake what we believe, which is the truth of God's word, that he is for us and more than the whole world against us. Mm, And that he is love covering us like a blanket, right? And so we can rest assured like children being covered by him. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking about. Thank you for that. Um, great declaration, great share. Thank you for um, letting us see a little bit to your history and your, your mom. Um, oh, for sure. You know, it's amazing to have to see relationships between mothers and their sons. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much. And and what you said there, yes, if fear and, like, perfect love and the feeling of love, as we're filled more with God's love, there's not enough space for that right. fear to reside. And oh, full, God. you know, absolute love. You can't, nothing else can be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if it try to come, listen, the love right. of God that shed abroad in our hearts, it will deal with that thing. And so our mission could be to perfect love. Our mission could be to allow the love of God to permeate in and through us so that we can show the world how to love. But we got to mm-hmm. learn how first. <laughs> Amen. Morning, Dwayne. It's Elsie. Good morning, Elsa. Um, following Lisa, um, it had me thinking of my childhood, mm. and it had me thinking of the boldness we had, where we didn't fear the danger at all. We would do all right. types of crazy stuff, <laughs> um, running around, balancing, and it's like as we grow up, we go through so much trauma or damage or whatever um, as we go through that process. 
And in my heart, I'm in my mind and I'm praying. I'm like, give me that fearlessness that I had as a child, knowing that he has me in his, his light. He has me and he's guiding me down his path. And that's what just keeps circling in my head and in my heart as I'm listening to everyone. And it's just, it's like, give me that back, you know, stop, stop giving um, the enemy, giving me these fear to prevent me from moving forward. So um, Great Dove's declaration hit me where it needed to hit me and it just telling me to move forward push past and past my fear. So thank you, Dwayne, for that. Amen. Elsie, thank you for um for you being transparent and sharing that as well. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that part of uh how fearless we were when we didn't have fear. <laughs> right. When we were younger and we didn't know any better, so we just went out like my son will run, jump like it was, we're there, right? Like, I'll catch him. He'll do some crazy stuff still. Jump in into my arms or to fling in his body wherever he goes because he, he knows daddy's there. Um, it's it's instilled. It's interesting to watch. My, um, Sarah had pointed out, like, watching Micah is is seeing what how I would have been with a father you know, with my natural father and, and with the being instilled with things and the confidence like this. Oh my, this kid's got confidence galore. And just, um, it's interesting to see how my probably, possibly how I would have been those many years ago with the different circumstances. So that's it's quite interesting, but yeah, he, he has a, he doesn't have a need for fear. Um, and it's interesting. It's, it's quite good to see. Anybody else? Well, if there's no one else, I th- again, I thank you for uh, just this time. And Father God, I thank you for the time that uh, family had together. I thank you for being present. I thank you for delivering um, your word and what needed to be upon hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just illuminating everything that was here, being present in all these things. And I ask you to carry us out in peace. Bless this day, the rest of this weekend. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being right there. Um, And may we walk with you without fear and walk with you in fullness of joy and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. Have a great Saturday. Have a great weekend. Love you Have too. a great day, Have a everyone. Weekend, everyone. Have a super blessed day, everyone.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared